Broken tired. This is Miranda. I'm Chelsea. And today we're going to talk about COVID part two. Really talking about now that colleges are starting to open up and schools and everything. Really what's going on with that. I would just like to say I was so right. Like I knew this would end so bad because and Miranda and I have talked about this. Colleges came into it with the assumption that college students were actually going to follow the guidelines. They came into that with the wrong thing. So it's like, one, I knew that was not going to happen. I know college students. I am one. They're not going to do it for many reasons. Not only because, like, yeah, we can be a little selfish, but also it's because being locked in your room is incredibly isolating and can mess with you mentally. So people are going to be, even if they, like, were adhering to it at a certain point, they're going to be like, I can't deal with this anymore. And... But also it's because colleges were not ready to do this. Like, I'm not putting all blame on students because I see that happening. But colleges do not, we're not going to be able to test people regularly. We're not going to be able to actually quarantine people when they were going to need to be quarantined. We're not going to be able to notify people in the timely manner that they needed to. So that told me, okay, you can't go back. But now we're seeing that exactly what's happening is like they're not prepared for it. Like NYU... I feel like for a while I knew that they were not going back in the fall. And now they didn't figure out their meal plans. And actually the person who's providing them is doing a crappy job. The fact, though, that people are not getting their calorie intake per day. People like, just aren't getting their meals every day. Exactly. Not happening. And, like, I was seeing one story that one person, she was like, oh, yeah, thankfully I got my meals today, but I didn't get my dinner until 10 p.m. Dude, I am not a happy person when I'm angry. Like, I have the worst case of hangry that I you will ever meet. When I'm hungry, I could literally kill someone and feel nothing. So, I can only imagine if they had left me until 10 p.m. and I hadn't had a meal since earlier in that day. Oh, I literally would start a revolution just based off of that. Like, there's no way you could do that. So... And now they're trying to fix it and say, like, oh, it was the provider's fault. And I'm like, no, this is also your fault. Don't put it all on them. Like, and I on. think that always happens in the colleges because this is before the pandemic. My school had a lot of problems with dining. Basically, we once had, like, a 72 health score in our dining hall, so that was fun. Mm. Um, and they're all just like, oh, my, it's just a provider or it's the workers in the dining hall. And we're like, no, this is you not doing your job correctly not preparing for the amount of students you have um i just also feel like cause I've, i'm on tiktok more than you're a twitter person i'm all over tiktok um where i see a lot of people are going home for college a lot of students are just trying to say to other students um don't go out party and do this don't do that this is your fault like literally just like they'll be walking down the sidewalk with like four other people in mask and someone be like there's too many people you're too close oh and i'm just like guys this entire thing wasn't going to work whether everyone follow the guidelines or not 
Exactly. That's the thing. It doesn't matter if everyone follows the guidelines. It's not yeah. going to work. People are going to get COVID. We live together. We eat together. We go to class together. It, you just can't do it. I mean, yeah, there's a reason why, like, the flu runs rampant on college campuses every single year. Like, even if people did get the vaccine or even people washed all their hands or whatever, not going to matter. Like, it's just not. It, everyone accepts that the flu will get around and hopefully you don't get it. Like, that's which is like, mm, maybe I don't get it this year. Maybe I do. Let's hope not. Um, but yeah, and so now colleges are trying to, especially NYU, they're giving like gift cards to people to get food delivery and they're only, they're giving like a hundred dollars. I'm like, we just talked about a hundred dollars is nothing in New York, but also it's like, no, just give me my food because apparently in those weeks, like people had been doing quarantine, they've been getting like Uber Eats or whatever. And this person could afford it so she was like i'm doing it because i can afford it but i can only imagine not everyone can afford this so they're just not getting food it's also a very small window of time they are allowed to do that yeah it's like 2 to 8 p.m or something yeah and apparently there's been problem of course with deliveries and everything getting to them so sometimes they don't get their delivery it's just crazy so by now we're actually recording this like um unc which is like a really big school has now decided they're going back to just online learning and no in person and everyone's just like are you serious and that it literally escalated so fast because a lot of these schools especially the bigger schools i thought unless they're willing to invest the money into really extreme testing measures not gonna work out because you have to assume especially north carolina has had like it's been like they were really high in numbers for like a really long time so even if you assume everyone was coming from in-state which of course that's not happening you have to assume people living their lives this summer what if they haven't been taking it seriously what if people someone's given it to them before they can bring it onto your campus which i really think has happened like they had only been on campus for like two weeks and already they were in like having like hundreds of cases people brought it onto campus you didn't test them so what did you expect was going to happen? And also, a lot of people have seen going to college, it's like, oh, I can get my life back to normal, which I thought, okay, that's not going to be able to happen. So college just really just shut that down. Because I just think that's such wishful thinking. Yeah, it really was. Um, like, I thought, I get the impulse of like, oh, I just wanted to get back to normal. Like, of course, like, we want to be able to go to a restaurant and not fear dying. Like, we all want that. But I almost felt like when college was saying we can open up to any capacity, they were playing on that, you know, nostalgic feeling that kids had. of Like, I just want to get back to school. Because to they go knew to class. these 18 to 22 year olds would do it. Because yeah. They're sick of where they're at exactly i mean i saw that in like freaking may june when yeah. my school was first starting to like put in there like we might be online people were like freaking out and i'm like guys there's a pandemic and like hundreds of thousands of people at that point had already died i was like this ain't about you and your college experience anymore yeah it's and there are some people who really need to be on campus but they're allowed to be on campus there are students on campus right now there's just no in-person classes or anything and i'm like sometimes you just gotta suck it up take that l this whole i am also depressed as shit i am glad i am medicated right now or i would be in a real real bad place it'd be not fun um but like this isn't fun for anyone no it's it sucks i actually thought about like actually 
having to have class here and having to write papers and I was like oh this is gonna be so hard my entire senior seminar I'm doing in my room basically yeah I was like man I'm really gonna have to write a research paper about something in Mexico like where am I gonna do the research like because mm. I was like you get so used to like especially when I have research papers dude my librarian was like amazing like she was like she didn't do the research paper for me like clearly but she like helped me so much along the way that it was like I didn't have to do it by myself and it was great like on one of my papers she pretty much helped me pick all my books and I was like exactly because <laughs> I didn't want to do it it was really like I hate researching like in a library in the library database and trying to figure out what books I need and just being like I don't want to do this but then I, I'm like oh no I have to do that by myself this year <laughs> um which kind of makes me want to I have no ILL what is that interlibrary loan so basically i could just go to my library and be like i need this book and they get it from somewhere else and it comes I mean, into my library i mean yeah you can do that at a local library it costs money at local libraries are you serious i'm pretty sure i don't think it i'd have to talk to knox county but it's still like it's not the same thing no it's not it was so easy with school like yeah like it was comfortable yeah i'm gonna miss that actually um because honestly the public library is what's saving my life right now yeah indeed but yeah so colleges are honestly on our next podcast episode we're definitely gonna give you updates i can't wait to see how my school <laughs> deals with it um because i think actually they'll probably deal with it better than most schools have but i still think it's gonna be a shit show i'll shout, shout out to agnes um they've done decent we're not there <laughs> Exactly. Um, they were like, yeah, our president got COVID, so I guess we won't go back. And I'm like, that's the best choice you can make. And they were at least transparent about it. We're like, yeah, this happened. She's on a ventilator. Um, and then two days later, they're like, yeah, we're going to go virtual. I'm like, thanks <laughs> that's, for the logic. That's the there. only decision you can make once you send that email out. Like, that's it. The president is on a ventilator. No, you need to stop. <laughs> we're done. However, they did fuck with our financial aid after that choice. Yeah. Which was really no because i wasn't gonna have to take out loans and then they were like no we're gonna take away your grant so now i do which is crazy i just don't understand like come on like i don't understand how they went from owing me to me owing them they're like gotta make that profit can't let it they literally owed us two thousand dollars because they had to refund us for half of room and board last year yeah and they're like, no, we'll just put it towards next semester. And they, I still somehow came out owing them almost the exact same amount that they owed me. Because they're doing exactly what Williams does, actually, with when you get scholarships a lot of time. If it goes to a certain amount, though, instead of like either you getting money for them or somehow it working out in your favor, they'll make sure it works out in their favor. And instead, will lessen the amount of grant they give you. And make it work so that you that you essentially still pay them the same amount as you have previous years. Yeah, that's what Williams has done this whole time. I'm like, I don't see how this is actually legal, but whatever. <laughs> Apparently everything's legal for college is the shit they've tried to put me through. Exactly. Um, okay, so slight divergent from colleges. They're a mess. But now K through twelve, Knox County is starting school tomorrow. My niece has been in school for a week. He actually lives in a different... She's five. Crazy. Imagine trying to do kindergarten while socially distancing. We all know that's not going well. 
She hates the mask. I'll tell you that now. She hates it. She's like, why the fuck do I wear this? I'm like, because everyone's sick. <laughs> I and that's all she's heard all for like six months straight. And she's tired of it. She's like, could people just stop being sick? And I'm like, I wish. <laughs> I really, truly wish. I love it. Can they just stop? Like, <laughs> um, But yeah, so the county that we live in is going back to school tomorrow. Even though I'm just like. I'm actually intrigued. I don't know the number of people who decided, but Knox County gave parents the option of not sending their kids back to school. Yeah, because I was looking at job listings. There are a lot of parents being like, we need someone to help our, like, fourth graders <laughs> with their online schooling. So, like, that's a whole, like, new market coming no, out. No, that's why I told you. If you wanted to side hustle, like, there's actually, like, there's a market opening of, like, tutoring and stuff like that. That it's, like, because people don't. Because, yeah, parents are not going to understand technology. They're not going to understand what to do with their kids. One, they're worried their kids are going to fall behind because they won't have any person-person contact or, like, any one-on-one tutoring anymore. So it's going to be harder. And so I actually think, like, yeah, uh, there's actually a ton of money to be made right now if you're, like, a college student in, like, an area with a lot of, like, families and whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's actually a ton of money that you could actually make right now. But, yeah, because that's what I'm doing for a little money. I don't have a job right now. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> that will be a podcast episode. <laughs> Just me and my jobs. Yes. Um, but, yeah, and so K through 12, I think it's unrealistic completely, um, especially when you get to elementary school, because to expect kids to actually want to social distance, to expect kids to actually want to or be able to even – like, I remember as a kid, to even remember to do stuff, like, that someone told me five minutes before was, like, crazy. So, if you told me, like, oh, you need to put that mask back on, I'd be like, okay, five minutes later, why do we have a mask on? I'm like, you told me that? They're going to lose their mask. Oh, that, actually, there was a story, I think it was on Twitter, that They're someone. Trade them. Yes, they traded them. Because the mom was like, uh, that's not the mask I see you there with. And I was like, stop giving them cool masks. Like, stop like, playing that game. Oh, my but God. Um, but, yeah, so I am also on teacher TikTok. Uh, I get into some weird sides of TikTok. Like, I don't know, other people on TikTok. I mean, like, remember when just, like, NYU COVID TikTok was a thing for, like, five days? It's still kind of a thing right now. I don't know when this is going up. We were all just like, how did we get here? None <laughs> of us are in New York or anywhere near it, but we're all on NYU TikTok right now. But, yeah, teachers are angry because... You're not getting paid shit. Um, being called glorified babysitters, you know. Um, we're like, yeah, so figure it out. You, they all have to be six foot distance. Um, you really shouldn't have more than like ten people in a class. And, um, yeah, if you get sick, you still have to work. You, like, literally, almost every jurisdiction of schools I have seen so far has been like, if teachers get sick, they still have to go to sc- school. Or someone they know gets sick, they mm-hmm. still have to go back to work. Exactly. There's just no protections put in place. And I think overall, it's just not going to end well. Actually, there was a county in Georgia, because they started, like, a couple Very weeks early. ago. Yeah, like, really early. And it was, like, I think one or two kids tested positive, And they had to shut down the county. Oh, um, I don't remember which county it was in Georgia. Something's telling me Gwinnett, but I could be totally wrong. Don't quote me on that. But there was a county where one girl was showing pictures of, like, how terrible things were going. And she got suspended because of that. She did get suspended. It was 
changed because so many people found out that she got suspended that people were really mad about it. Um, also, because it was funny because it was like it was she was on the journalism team or in this, this, the not journalism the uh, yearbook like newspaper and yearbook the stuff. yearbook th- stuff and you're like she's taking this probably for the yearbook y'all are playing yourselves and also I was just like why do you think you that would go well like we're what going to you think all these like teenagers aren't gonna rat you out exactly they would love nothing more than to be able to lay in their bed all day exactly imagine if web was online for a whole year like that would, that would have honestly been great yeah i could have just done school from my bed college is a different story for some reason i just like i don't want to be in my house anymore but like yeah. this has been high school Ooh, perfect because you Phenomenal. remember when we had the snow days and we still technically had to do work on snow days sometimes because we but got we so high home but we were home and that made it like so much better Oh, I love snow days. I remember I had to write a DBQ, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? It's better than a DBQ at school. Like, I, I'm done. Because so, you don't have to put on those skirts or those button-ups or khakis or whatever. Exactly. Just fucking sparing. You don't have to be there for chapel talks. God, I hated chapel talks. Like, it was so much better when we had snow days when we were running school with Webb. So, <laughs> so, actually, I feel like, yeah, it's just so much. Also, why are private schools who have money doing in-person classes who have the resources to not do it like think about how easy because especially we went to web and everyone at web either had an ipad or a laptop yeah so now they all have laptops no i think still elementary has or oh yeah it's like the lower school has the ipads middle and upper school has yeah it was like something like that like there was still a segment of population that still had ipads but even with ipads like yeah so it was so easy to transition to online. Like, it wasn't easy for, like, teachers, of course. So, like, oh, this wasn't the plan I had. Like, I need to figure this out. But just the transition of, like, everyone already has what you need them to have. Assuming, like, if someone has, like, internet or, like, Wi-Fi concerns, like, talk to that individual family. Yeah. But let's be honest, like, 90% of the population is not going to have that problem, if not more. And you can just, the teachers, it becomes, like, just making it interesting, trying to figure things out. Because high school, like... Or K through 12 is the one time where, like, does it really matter of, like, certain stuff you need to do in person? Not that much. Because, come on, do labs really matter? No. And also, like, specifically for web, because I know it's different for different people. Like, there are public libraries all around Knox County that have Wi-Fi. Fucking McDonald's has Wi-Fi. Just go somewhere. Yeah, so it's, like, I'm still dumped out at the fact that web is doing in-person classes because i'm like you're the one school that didn't optional because i saw miss rocliffe had like a student in her advisory that is at home oh but like it's also just like you should have just told everybody to go the fuck home yeah that means their parents are making that choice for them (laughs) i've my mom i'd be like i'm staying at home i've met those web parents they don't really care about the child's health over their education it's education never their health like yeah. Don't play that game one though. Which was crazy because I remember one year, there's truth to that, because I remember one year, our senior year, we got a week off, not because of snow, not because of natural. Everyone had the fucking flu. Flu, mono, strep throat, whatever could it was happen. Great, that was also my birthday. <laughs> so I wasn't at school on my birthday. I thought it was so funny because I was like, bitch, thank God. I didn't get it. I was like, I didn't get anything. That was great. But. Yeah, we they had to, to yeah they had to shut down the school because it was getting so bad and they were like stay the fuck 
home. We cannot deal with this. Because so many people are getting sick that, like, I got so lucky that I didn't get sick. Because I feel like that was key time for me to get sick. But everyone, it seemed like, because I remember that day, it was like, they sent out an email and it was like, the nurse had sent home, like, 20, 30 people in like and an we hour only have like <laughs> we there were only like a thousand kids on that campus exactly this was like so that was it so 20 30 kids going home within like a short period of time just is like, in one day it's would bad be a lot yeah that's an that's almost two classes <laughs> exactly um but yeah um and for because it was like the upper schoolers just would show up sick and then parents i guess in middle and lower school would just send their kids to school sick yeah because it was definitely, I mean, a culture of, like, that's partly the parents, but partly students. There's, like, a culture, there was culture at Web to just go if you were sick. Yeah. Like, if you could, you go. Because I remember one uh, final season, uh, going to Christmas break, everyone had the flu that year in the upper school. It was, like, honestly, isolated to the upper school, which was, like, crazy. That's weird. And we just never stayed home. Yeah. And they would also so so many people had the flu and we're literally coming to take their finals but so many people were out sick that they find and like parents were like you need to do something because my kid can't come to school that finally they had to create a separate time after the break for people who had the flu didn't and missed the exams and you're just like yeah why are we going to school go stay home i knew there were there were people who were like trying to pretend they didn't have flu and everyone was like you have the flu mm-hmm. please get away from us you know that those kids are gonna lie about having covid exactly I'm like, oh, I don't feel sick. <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> I don't feel safe being at web with COVID. Um, okay. Yes. So that was us. Do you have anything to add about schools, COVID, part two? Anything? Everything sucks. Yeah. That is true. I don't want to be here. I want to be in Atlanta, but I also don't want to be in Atlanta because I don't want to get sick. I don't want to be in Williamstown. Like, I was like, nope, still no. Um, <laughs> I miss my old roommate. Because at least if I were there, she wouldn't be there, like, on campus. But I could only it would only take 30 minutes or so for me to get there. You know? Now it's, like, three hours. And I'm like, ugh. Um, but, yeah. So, COVID, going through college campuses, like, it's nothing. Um, I have a feeling a lot more college campuses will be... Um, I feel like everyone will be closed by October. Honestly, hot take. Apparently, because I think a lot of people are being optimistic. This isn't going to be over in the spring. Not by a long shot. So, I still think, like, people are going to decide just not go back for the spring. Um, Because it's going to get worse, I think. Um, But we'll see. That could... I mean, they open schools to begin with. So, maybe they're that stupid. But, yeah. So, that's happening. NYU apparently doesn't know how to feed their students. Um, in a timely manner, but that's fine. We'll see if other schools do that better. It's all their freshmen, too, which is a crazy thing. Yeah. God, these fucking turnover rates are going to be high. Like, mm, my school apparently Everyone's going to be shit. dropping out. I think some people, depending on, like, policies of schools, you can... I feel like there's a certain part of the semester that Williams is doing that you can actually decide, fuck this. You can be on campus and be like, I'm going to go remote. And I'm going to do either, like, remote, take a leave, or do a gap year. And you could still have been on campus. Mm-hmm. But, of course, it changes, like, how much they're going to refund you, of course. And that changes. And this is, there is a certain point, I think it's sometime in September, that they're like, okay, you either need to stay or leave. And 
Yeah, so I wonder if, like, some of them are, like, if there's a policy that they can just leave. Like, or they can be, like, I'm taking my gap year. I'm finishing. Um, Almost done. So, we'll see. We'll see. December 7th, guys. I'm out. (laughs) Hilarious. I'll have a degree. Mm. I don't have to worry about the spring of, like, what's going to happen. So, like, I'll be done. I mean, I don't. I'm not going back. (laughs) Force me. Um, I'll just take the semester. I feel like I'll be back in August. No, I mean, they're just, there's no way they're going to make it mandatory to go back in the spring. There has to be a vaccine for them to do that. Like, think about, like, there's not going to be a vaccine by February to demand that everyone's going to come back. That's wild. Like, that's what, that's how it would, not even by February, you would need the vaccine by, like, honestly, end of December, January to make that call. And they, and our school, I don't know how other schools are doing it. But our school is making us make a decision about the spring in October. That's stupid. So that they can plan. Also, to be honest, so they can plan. It's purely planning purposes of, like, they have to plan how many people are on campus. Okay, but you should be like, yeah, if you plan on being here, but it's not, like, a guarantee. You know, like, come October, be like, yeah, I think I'll be there. No, I mean, that's what that's... revisit it in January, be like, so you're still coming? Be like, nah, fam. Um, I mean, you can always change your mind. They're letting people change their mind now. Like, they're... A ton of people have gone remote in the past, like, two weeks um, at Williams. Like, no, it's not a hard, like, yes or no. Williams is not doing that. That's the one good thing. They're not saying, you have to decide now and you can't turn back on it. No, they're making, like, this is what you're planning on doing. But they, I will say, they are saying, essentially, like, if there's even a thought that you want to be on campus in the spring, do not say you're going remote first because it's harder to do that but if like if you think oh i want may want to then say you're going to be there and then go to remote because it's easier for them to deal with that so that's all they're saying and but they're not even saying still like if you decide you want to be in person they're not gonna be like you cannot come back or you can't come so it's like they're actually being pretty fair about that honestly but they're making a decision in october and then they're going to yeah like i mean uh, guys there's not gonna be a vaccine by if not. They, but if there was then then um they would probably make it mandatory or for people who could right because it would be harder for people who are out of the country but if you were in country they like bitch get your ass like you you gotta be here um but unless that happened i was like i probably won't just because it's like as long as like the remote semester isn't terrible and i get through it then it's like whatever like i i don't care that much but We'll see. We'll see what happens. I feel like this semester will be better just for the reason that we're not changing gears halfway through it. Yeah. I feel like that's what really killed me because all of my syllabi changed halfway through the semester. All of the course content changed. All this shit happened. So everything I thought I would be doing ended up not being that. And then my life was just a pe- shithole um, last semester. But that's yeah. a whole other topic. I feel like it was... We talked about this also a lot that... It was good and bad for me that it happened because it was like, of course, like bad people die. Let's be honest. But it's like it's was bad because like, OK, my internship was cut short and that was kind of bad because I actually thought it was going to get even better. And I didn't get to go to half the museums in D.C. Like I didn't get to run my marathon and whatever. But it was good because I hated that program, like hated. I was contemplating like. And I only had, like, a month and a half. But, like, why was I contemplating, do I take the rest of the semester off? <laughs> like, I thought about calling my college and being like, 
I think I need to take the semester off. Like, I was like, it's not good for me here. But I was still debating it. And I was most probably going to stay. But it was like, I was really contemplating it. So, that's what made that wild. So, we'll see what happens. But, point from this segment is, people don't know what they're doing. And they pretended they did for a couple months. And now, they know they weren't ready. And I feel like that's the issue is... I didn't expect my school to really know what the fuck was they were going to do, what was going to happen. I just wish that, you know, instead of dragging us along in the dirt with them, they just said, we don't know what we're doing, so we're just going to pass all of you and move on for next semester, and whether that be planning for an entirely online semester or planning for an in-person semester. Because, of course, back in March, we didn't know we'd still be at our homes come this point. Um, but we are. And we schools have had time to plan. People act like they didn't have time. They did. Dr. Fauci said in May to not plan for in-person classes come August. Awesome. He literally said that. So they've had time you've to had plan something. You've had at least to April to now to figure it out. And that's what's like, oh, no, they've had time because this is what happened. They were debating whether they should do it or not. Mm-hmm. And there came a point where they realized, oh, we There's probably no shouldn't debate. do this. But yet we're going to keep going for it. And that's what happened. It's like they reached a realization that they shouldn't be doing it. But yet they kept going. Like that's really what happened. So, um, okay. So that was the segment about COVID in schools. So now we're going to start with the next segment. So let's talk about how the DNC is already preparing for the excuses of a loss. Like they already got them ready. They're like, ooh, why did you lose? This reason, this reason, this reason. It's like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this. Definitely as an athlete I have. It's like telling your coach beforehand that you're not feeling quite all right. Right before, just to lower the expectations so that if you meet it, it's amazing. But if you don't, it's whatever. And that's what they're doing. So, yeah. Um, so, something that's really driving me crazy with this election cycle, because I don't know what any of the listeners' plans are for November. I really don't care. Vote for Biden Harris. Don't vote for Biden Harris. Don't vote for anybody. I don't care. Um, is all these people who are trying to say, oh my God, you have to vote for Joe Biden Harris or. Like, it's all, like, everything's going to be awful. It's going to be Trump again, and it's just all going to be terrible. And what they're saying is, specifically, people are saying, stop exposing Biden and Harris. Basically saying, stop being honest about their past and things that they've done that are bad. Because if you do that, people aren't going to want to vote for them. And I'm like, please, do not encourage misinformed voting in any capacity. There will be people who are okay with voting with Biden-Harris because of his past, because they're better than Trump, whether you think that or not. Um, but there are still going to be people that don't want to do it, because better than Trump isn't good enough reason for everyone. And I think people realize that. So they're trying to create a false narrative about, like, their records that is only going to hurt people. It's only going to piss people off later on, also. And, yeah, if you... Because they did that with Obama. And I think that's only going to piss people off 
when they figure out that you lie, right? When they figure out, oh, I voted for someone who I disagree because of this, right? Like, let's say if you're the biggest, like, criminal justice reform activist and you literally somehow escaped you that literally they both were, like, incredibly shitty on that um, topic and you didn't know the depth of their record... You're going to be pissed because you're like, wait a minute, you lied to me to get my vote and you didn't let me to make that conscious decision about whether I thought you'd be better off or I'd be better off with you than Trump or whatever. So it's like lying to people is only going to piss people off later on. And I was like, you need these voters in four years after this, right? Like, why do people only think about isolated in this one for like this moment? No, you're going to need the same voters in four years. And they're also just creating a narrative that is leading to people having these expectations that will not be met whether that is crime reform or any form of healthcare reform that's actually substantial like these kinds of expectations are being built under these people um that aren't true neither of them support any facet of medicare for all they're just like oh yeah we'll update the aca um which fundamentally the ACA is not a good healthcare policy it's better than what we used to have which was nothing but like it's not good exactly yeah I think that actually pisses me off more than anything it's like people thinking we talked about in the Joe Biden podcast that will be put up before this that people think that Joe Biden especially actually think uh Kamala Harris thinks she because no one thinks he's gonna live through uh a term think oh well she's gonna be better she's gonna do all this she's gonna no no she isn't no she isn't i'm telling you i mean she's less so than pete Buttigieg, but kamala harris is the opportunity opportunistic uh politician if i've ever seen one she's she sees where the money is in this party she sees where at least currently the power is and that's being an establishment person. She, I actually think she would um, pass Medicare for all or whatever if in that moment it was politically convenient for her to do so. I don't think she's like against the policy at all. I think she just sees it's not good for her in this moment. So if it's never good for her, which honestly, which may be the case, she'll never push for this policy. So, because people have been bringing up... Um, Oh, her voting record's as progressive as Bernie Sanders. And you're like, fuck you. You know damn well that people do virtue voting. That people just do, like, signaling with that to make sure that, oh, they look like a progressive and do not. And also, I was like, she also supported Medicare for All, like, co-sponsored it. And uh, did she support that during the primary? No. Like, that's not how it works. Like, they do that all the time. That's why I'm like, to a degree, you should look at people's voting records, no doubt. But you really should think about how they present these ideas, how they talk about it in the debates, in interviews. Because that really shows whether they actually mean it or whether they actually care about this. Basically, she's lying to us. I mean, yeah, she, in the first debate when she said she supported America for All, and then then after that, she was like, bitch, no, I don't. Yeah, she lied in the first one. Like... I thought she was going to, for a second, she could win the primary at that moment. Because I was like, oh, if people buy this, she could win, right? Because if people can buy, and this was the problem with Elizabeth Warren as well, right? If they can buy that, like, a black woman is 
as or if not more progressive than Bernie Sanders, people are like, then why do we keep Bernie Sanders? And that almost happened with Elizabeth Warren, but I could see that happening clearly. Like, I was like, oh, person, like, she's so progressive. And I was like, dude, no, she's not. Like, stop. So, yeah, like, so the fact that people are being critical about their um, policies, it's one of the reasons why people are like, oh, they could lose because you're being too critical. Um, they're already preparing that progressives are not doing enough. And what kills me about that criticism, sure, they're not doing as much as they did for Bernie, but I was like, everyone said that would happen, mm-hmm. right? Do you think I... I'm going to give my money to Joe Biden? No. Are you kidding me? Do you think I would ever call someone so that they would vote for Joe Biden? No, I'm not investing my time. I have too much shit to do. I only do that for Bernard Sanders. Like, are you kidding me? And they expect that much enthusiasm, that much work being done on behalf of Joe Biden. I was like, I don't think you understood that Bernie Sanders supporters were just doing that because they really wanted Bernie Sanders, support- Bernie Sanders policy ideas. They yeah. could have given little shits about Bernie Sanders as a person. Like I say, five percent Bernie Sanders supporters were like had a cult, per- like there was a cult personality around Bernie Sanders. Ninety five were like, "Motherfuckers are gonna be Medicare for all." That's all I need. Like, yeah. like that was really the purpose of their support. And so, since there's not that big support or that like love for Joe Biden, they're like saying, "Well, you're not doing the work for Joe Biden." And I love it on Twitter because every single time like a Joe Biden supporter says that, they're like, "Bitch, get off of Twitter and go call like do phone making for Joe Biden." Then get off of my ass, then do your work and get people who don't vote. You could also be putting that work in, but they never want to do put in that work. No, Bernie Sanders supporters were willing to put in that work. But yeah. you were never willing to do that for your candidate, no matter who that candidate was. Besides, I think, like, Warren supporters and actually Harris supporters, I think, and some others. But it was, like, Biden never had that. Pete Buttigieg never had that. You know what I mean? Like, the Klobuchar never had that on a mass scale. So you're just like, yeah, you were never willing to do the work for these moderate candidates in the first place. So now you expect us to do your work for a candidate we don't even like. Yeah. Dude, be lucky if they vote for him in November. That's all you should accept from Bernie Sanders supporters is that. I think also we're going back into the mentality of blaming voters. Which, yes, voters have some form of responsibility. We are... We vote. Yeah. But it's also like... And I don't know if I've said this on this podcast, but I know I've talked about this with you, where it's like people have forgotten Clinton won the popular vote by 2 million. And 2016 was the highest voter turnout, I think, in the history of the United States, or, like, in recent history, at least. And we always started, like, now we're brushing over that. We're like, oh, no, 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 It was the voters. It was voters. No. More people came out and voted in 2016 than they ever did. Um, and it looks like that might happen again in 2020. Who knows? However, if the Electoral College does what the Electoral College does, that doesn't matter. At the end of the day, people don't want to really admit that it does not matter. Because if one state, could literally be like one or two states, don't work out the way you want to in whatever small margin, whatever the popular vote says doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it doesn't. I actually I actually don't think um, Donald Trump is... I don't think someone wins the popular... If he wins again, he doesn't win the popular vote. He just wins the electoral college. And I think everyone's like... That's what I'm thinking. It's like people are forgetting. It's just like we actually don't know 
how many votes, like, he could still manage to win the Electoral College. Like, we don't know how that actually works, right? Like, mm-hmm. he could probably, he could lose by six million. It just needs to be six million in the right places, right? Like, it doesn't have to be, like, if it's not, like, if that votes really didn't come from Michigan, then doesn't matter doesn't come from ohio no one cares doesn't come from florida no one cares exactly so that's the problem i was thinking about during this whole time it's like i mean yeah we want people to vote in other states for down ballot races but i was like if you're telling uh especially on twitter if you're yelling at like a democrat or like a leftist in tennessee to vote for joe biden focus your efforts on someone else like yeah not on that it doesn't matter like, I fully know whether I vote for them or not, it doesn't matter. Like, fundamentally, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, don't yell at that person. I, I think, also, don't yell at the person you're trying to convince. Talk to the person who actually lives in those states. Phone bank in those states, because, like, that's where it's going to actually matter. So, that's the problem. It's like, the DNC really is, like, already saying, like, which I do think, to percentage, this will impact the election, no doubt that this could lead to voter suppression. I think that's the purpose of it, of, like, the, um, of, like, making mailing in ballots, like, potentially them becoming in ballot if they are not received by a certain time or, like, whatever, or they're not getting to the person. Yeah. I actually think, yes, of course, he's doing that for that reason, like, no doubt. But also, I already see that they're saying that's going to be the only reason he wins. And I was like... It won't be. That's not, I mean, could that help him? Of course. Also, he could be fucking over his own voters. I just don't, like, I think that's very intriguing that he decides that's the way I'm going to do it. You could be screwing over your voters, too. Just saying. But that's not going to be the only reason if he wins, he wins, right? Like, I think, of course, that could impact it. But I was like, if that's the only reason, mm, no. I was like, or it could be that you didn't get out your base, True. So I just don't, I don't like that narrative that's going around. Like, I understand why it is, because clearly, like, yeah, you need to prevent the, one, we want that, um, the Postal Service to still exist, right, for other reasons beyond this election. But I just think that's a little slippery of saying, like, oh, that's the reason why. Um, but we'll see, right? But how bad that gets. It's supposed to, like, at least not get any worse. Mm-hmm. But... People are like, they may not fix the problems they've already made, so we don't know. But I was like, also, it's so far in advance that, it, like, whatever problems it did create, maybe we can circumvent, so, like, whatever. Um, and so that's been going on. So definitely, like, the DNC is, like, creating situations already where it's like, yeah. okay, if we lose, day after election, they're going to say, it's because of the left, uh, postal service, um, people critiqued them too much. Um, younger people didn't come out to vote. Also, just to push against that, yeah, younger people don't vote, whatever. But also that's... There's no reasons for that. There's reason for that, but also it's like, that's every generation. Like, I love how people are like, your generation doesn't vote. Bitch, yours didn't either. Why are we here? Well, because I think this year it might be different because most of us are at home, um, where most of us are probably registered to vote, minus a few people who registered to vote in their college towns or whatever. Um... Maybe it'll go up. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe they just don't want to. Um, do I think that? I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying like I think that's gonna happen. I really don't know. I think it's possible, but I'm also like, it's also might just be reaching. I think it's possible, but honestly, fun fact: when I voted at the primary, I felt even. 
beyond like everything that's going on with politics, I felt even less motivated to drive less than a mile to a polling place than I had actually getting a an absentee ballot for some reason. Like no, I, I preferred d- going in person. Because I was like, but I felt less motivated. Like that didn't motivate. Like it was easier, but in some ways it didn't motivate me. One, because I wasn't motivated particularly um, by electoral politics at the moment, mm-hmm. right? But it was like. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think it's going to be a difference because I don't think people are even motivated. Like, because I think what really gets people to vote, right? Like, you and me, we were always going to vote. Like, we're not the people who are the non-voters in our age group. But it takes people like us to get our other friends to Mm -hmm. do it, right? Like, I remember my um, sophomore year, I was on my friend's ass about voting for, like, a solid month. And they almost still didn't vote, but they both did. But I was on them like crazy, like, you got to vote, you got to vote, get your absentee ballot, let's do it right now, like, whatever, right? And that was a ton of effort to just get two people to vote in an already blue state. Like, what? Yeah. Um, so, I don't yeah. know. But maybe to get away from national election, something a little less depressing and negative, um, vote in state le- elections. Because, like, with the um, presidential election, there's also the U.S. representative and the Senate election going on, which you actually do have more power in than the presidential election. Depending on the state, but yeah. I mean, I think no matter what, you tend to have more power in that. Obviously, it depends on the state, but at least you're not trying to, like, vote for an electoral college just kind of is more based I on mean, the popular true, vote. So true. there's at least that. So at least if you lose the popular vote, you're like, well, I lost the popular vote, not just. Yeah, I mean, agreed. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of states, I think, have the potential to become actually purple. Mm-hmm. Um, so depending on your state, like, yeah, a lot of things can happen. I think Texas is more in play than people give it credit for. Certain parts of Texas are more in play than people give it credit for. Um, it just depends on the candidate. And if they're actually a leftist or not. Like, I think if you're establishing Dem running in a hard red state, yeah, you're not going to win. Uh, you have no chance. Um, but I think there's certain areas that are actually up for play. But we'll see. Honestly, wait, Lindsay, this is slight We're, tangent. Yeah. Lindsay Graham could actually lose. And that feels a part of my soul that no <laughs> one knows. Like, hate him so much. Like, if he lost his reelection. Mm, no matter what happens with the presidency yeah. i think i'd be happy so but i feel like we'll what see. i've seen so far and this isn't across the board or anything but like it's almost like progressive candidates are doing better in red states than just establishment democrats are i mean they have the capacity i think actually do better because they'd be like because they can honestly say i'm running as a democrat because i have to run as a democrat but like fuck democrats yeah like, so I think it actually helps you if you, like, because that's how I would, if I ever ran, I also had a dream about that I had gotten into Congress. <laughs> Calm down, Chelsea. But I can only imagine that's how I would run a campaign. Like, I yeah. would not, like, say, but the problem is, it's like, if you run that way in a red state, you're not going to get any backing from your party, like, at all. And so that could be dangerous if you are not getting enough money from people in the district or people from other places so it can be like dangerous but it's like yeah i think they can be say like hey i'm authentic i'm from here i care actually about you especially if they have like a working class background which normally like let's be honest leftists and red states do then they can say like no i literally was you like 
I understand what that means to be working class in a red state when, like, no one actually gives a shit about you. The Democrats and the Republicans. Yeah. So I actually think it can help. Um, but I feel like, because you're going to lose a lot. Like, you're not going to always win those because it's mm-hmm. going to be hard to sell people because you're still going to have the D in front of your name. So, but I think pressure groups are getting scared by some of the losses they've had in red states. Yeah. And... I think there's actually a lot of potential there for more people to be like that Bernie Sanders. You know what I mean? Like, Bernie Sanders should not be an independent from Vermont. That's just the most wild <laughs> shit I've ever seen. But he is. And I think people don't give him as confidence of how, like, in any red or blue state, how hard it is to actually be an independent senator. Mm-hmm. That's incredibly hard. Because that means both parties hate your ass. And also want to unseat you. <laughs> That's so. true. So that's kind of crazy. But the people like him. Like, Vermont loves Bernie. Yeah. I When people are from Vermont, I'm like, do you love Bernie? Like, um, but normally they're, like, establishment people. So I'm like, you probably don't, but it's fine. Okay. So depending on how much time we have or how much time we spend on this, this could be the last story. So we're going to talk about something a little bit more pop culture. But I think it has to do with more social issues. So that's why I want to talk about it um so megan the stallion was she said she was shot by tory lanes allegedly because he wasn't convicted but we all know um so said she was shot but i think really it's not even that he shot her it's actually the story but it's the story about how people treated this situation. And especially in the news. We'll start with the news first because that's only the thing I could treat first. It's that people were automatically assuming that she did something wrong. Um, like, especially to him. Like, I can't, there were a ton of articles who said, hey, she was acting aggressive towards him. Yeah, right? She was, like, acting like too big for herself she was acting oh she hit him now of course if someone assaults someone that's bad Mm -hmm. but even i was like you didn't have shooter yeah like no like i was like when people even get that i was like that didn't mean he had a shooter like you what are are you talking about that does not mean that's not the equivalent of that Mm -hmm. so and people were putting it on her the person who was shot that it was her fault the entire time people were like even if they weren't saying that stuff they were definitely putting it as like she has done something wrong even if it wasn't towards him but like she deserved this to happen and people were making fun of it and it was making me so mad because i was like wow bitches really don't give give a crap about black women Mm -hmm. like at all so and now people are just like we're starting to believe so apparently she was out in the club pause I will say this about her. Why the fuck are you in a club? Like, stop, people. It, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, but whatever. She was in a club, and she was dancing. And people were like, I guess it wasn't that serious because, like, she's up and about. And I was like, one, I don't know how long it actually takes for a gunshot to heal, but I actually don't think it probably, depending on where it is, I actually don't think it can take super long. But I was like, even so, maybe she needs shit to get off of her mind. And, um, but she, like, so people would stop saying that like it didn't happen she posted a picture 
of her injuries. I haven't seen it because, like, I don't want to see that. Um, Because also I believed her, so I was like, I don't need to. But, and so there's pictures of her on the internet now with gunshot wounds. And everyone's like, but also apparently it missed, like, important arteries and whatever. So, like, it, like, even though it's not completely healed now, like, it doesn't, like, her, it's too extreme. And also she's probably on medication, let's be honest, like, whatever. And so she's fine. Mostly she's fine, at least physically, right? And why didn't people believe her, right? Like, why did you have to put this much emphasis on, like, challenging her for what? And then a, a recent came out, recent update about the story that, the reason why she didn't tell the police in that moment that Tory Lanez um, shot her, it was because she was like, I was thinking about the fact that like he had a gun, he's black, and I didn't want him them to sh- uh, shoot him and kill him. I was like, better than I. <laughs> That's all I gotta say, better than I, because I'd have been like, bitch, shot me. Um... But she didn't, so she didn't tell them in that moment that he had a gun and that he had done it. So, like, of course, they would have reacted terrible and would have probably shot him, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, and then you guys still want to dog her out? I was like, of course, it's her, um, actually, I don't know if it's her complete decision to do it. Because it's, like, a gun and, like, I don't know if that introduces something else. But, like... I don't know. It doesn't seem like she actually wants, like, charges to be pressed. You don't have to press charges. Um, But if, like, a gun is shot and, like, something happened, is it necessarily always within, like, the victim's, like, control if that person is charged, though? Like, in this situation, I'm like... I mean, as far as I know, I don't know that much about law, but, like, I think it typically is like if they don't want to go through the process of charging someone they do not have to but they don't even need her now that's what's funny it's like uh, that's what i'm saying they don't even need her to testify right that's when you have more of the power but the pictures are on the uh, internet i don't know i don't know how it works that's why i think it's interesting because i was like also depends if the cops want to take on the case yeah true but i was like take it on but whatever she gets to choose um but it's like yeah like i was like you Maybe they would, but I was like, because I think there was someone else in the car when this happened, right? So there's actually another witness separate from her who could prove what happened. She, we now have the evidence something happened just because, like, and there's probably, there's a police report of this, like, stuff happened. And that's why I was like, so I think it's interesting, but also I feel like that also shows the magnitude of, like, do people, like, in the justice system actually care? Because I'm like, wait, you didn't investigate this a little bit more? Um, Because although it seems like they're not in that, like, much of a romantic uh, relationship. I was like, if they had been dating for years, I was like, this is seems like domestic violence one on one. Why wasn't this investigated more? Like, I don't know. It just feels like it was because she didn't talk. It was easily under, like they were like, oh whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if this had been like um, violence between like romantic partners, then she could not want to talk. She was scared to talk. Right? So I was like, there's a little bit of a problem with how I feel like this was handled, actually, by police, I mean, prosecutors. known for being good at handling cases. I know. They're, they're shit. I mean, we love looking at unsolved crimes and true crime. It's almost like 98% just incompetence. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I just want people to think about that, especially in the stories... And why I think I, I take the point of really like trying to believe women and giving them the benefit of doubt when they say like um, 
sexual assault claims or rape claims. Like, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt, of course. But so I said this recently. But just black women are probably, I feel like, the least. Like, if you saw, like, the um, false accusations that, like, three, less than 3%, let me say that, I feel like literally there would be, like, five places of black women accusing black men of it. Because, one, they know they're not going to be believed, let's be honest. So, I, people, they don't even, like, normally come forward, even if it's, like, true, right? But... It's because black women especially always think about how, oh, I don't want to put another black man in the uh, in jail, right? I don't want to be the cause of that, right? They see themselves as being the problem in that situation. And so a lot of actually black women will be like, I actually not want anything like done to the person who did that to them. Like Lily Megan Thee Stallion not trying to press charges, right? That's exactly what happens all the time. And for better or for worse, I mean, I don't know. I actually feel like, if not jail, like, he needs, like, he really thought, like, shooting a woman in the foot twice was a-okay. Like, there's something wrong with that, and something needs to be dealt with that. What that looks like, I don't know, but it's like, no. <laughs> so, but that, always that impulse for black women to be like, oh, I'm not going to go to the police and try to get um, him charged, is because, like, maybe he's hurt, maybe oh yeah maybe when they're trying to like arrest him he's killed like maybe like always this is the thought process and never is a benefit of doubt giving to black women that maybe she's not lying like i mean like this is really why like the r kelly stuff was able to get go on for so long even now to this day people are like r kelly did nothing wrong you're like bitch we all know he did like in the songs have you listened to his songs like People, and this one guy in the R. Kelly documentary said this, and I was like, dude, that's crazy that he said that. In an interview he did with R. Kelly, he was like, don't you think that, like, dating a teenager is wrong? Like, something around, like, what, or, it was something around, like, teenagers, that questioning. And then R. Kelly's response was like, um, what do you mean by, like, teenagers? Like, what do you mean by too long? Yes, exactly. Because he's looking for that technicality of, like. We all know what they mean exactly exactly i'm sorry but if you are like over the age of 25 trying to date an 18 year old or something wrong you need a question yeah you need to question all your motives doesn't mean that like completely is like uh but you need a question everyone need, and around needs to question that relationship immediately yeah but and make sure everything's a-okay in this relationship because that's what he did he actually is like <laughs> he's a pedophile he was dating people who were under 18 and having mm -hmm. sex with them for like a really long time but then his um those the um age of the woman he started dating he started like making sure they were around that legal line like made sure that he they were like 18 or 19 mm -hmm. so he wouldn't get like um because more people were starting to pay attention so he was like i'll go a little older <laughs> but still be in that that range and so but it was so obvious like when people like he literally went to trial for this and god that's why when people say like he wasn't found guilty i was like bitch they did stuff with the legal system to make sure that i forgot how old the girl was but i think she was like 14 or 15 the one we went to trial with right and there's like ways that you can actually make the trial like stretch out right for the defense team can do that and yeah. so he made them stretch it it out essentially for like three four years 
And once looks bad, it's like now the jury's not going to feel sympathetic. What happened to this girl? Because now what does she look like? She looks like an adult. She no yeah. longer looks like a kid, right? Which they're going to be, of course, more sympathetic to her kid that this happened to. And they're going to have to, like, and the prosecutor's going to have to keep reminding them this happened when she was this age. Not what she is now, then. And then it becomes, like, a harder case to sell. Also, this was when, like, I don't know if you ever, like, heard of, like, the pee tape when he peed on this girl. I have not. I don't pay attention too much to R. Kelly. I just kind of have a baseline knowledge because everyone talked about it for a while. Yep, that happened. Um, And so it was called, like, the pee tape. And he, um, they couldn't, without a doubt, without a doubt, prove that it was him, right, in that tape doing that. And, um, that was, like, the problem. And, but everyone, the mother was like, it was him, it was him. And even his brother, like, who's in, his, one of his other brothers that's in jail for, actually, they never said about crime, but it doesn't matter, um, said that R. Kelly wanted him to take the fall for that tape. And he was like, no, it's definitely R. Kelly. He's like, yeah. (laughs) And it was like, but it looks so much similar to, like, his other sibling like they could say like oh you can't prove that that's r kelly so that happened but yeah so there's many reasons why that case like didn't work out and so when people use it like well he was found innocent you're like bitch that was a messy trial it was real messy so believe black women that's all i gotta (laughs) say because you've come probably the problem if you don't at the bare minimum investigate those claims because it's just like um side note with the like sexual assault i'm believing it and figuring stuff out i think it's really with all the problems of svu and i will admit like i've watched it and be like "Mm, that's some cop again if i've ever seen it but it's actually given me a very interesting like frame of mind when i come to like sexual assaults and like rape and everything it's just like you give the women the benefit of the doubt that they're not lying. And you literally investigate it, right? And figure it out. So I remember all the times when, like, the woman would end up lying and Olivia would be like, uh, bitch, you lied to me about this. What? Well, yeah, because the term innocent until proven guilty also includes that. Yeah, but it's like, you lied to me about that. What do you mean by this? And she would, like, try to be like, okay, if this person lied, why did they lie about this detail? Sometimes... Which, it's not insane for people who are, who've been raped or sexually assaulted to um, lie about certain details because they'll think it will come back against them, right? Like, say if they say, like, oh, I was drunk at that party, and they decide to tell the police I wasn't, right? Like, they will change certain things because they do not want that to come back on them. Mm -hmm. And so, it's like, there's actually reasons why certain details people will actually lie about because it makes sense right because they know society will judge them harshly for it but it's like yeah give them the benefit of the doubt bitch like just let them say their story um and like investigate and like try to investigate it because recently i talked to you about it how like there was this candidate also i was gonna say this say this once if you're a professor do not have sex with any of the students on that campus i don't care if they're not in your class don't do it don't do it because it's going to end up it's gonna go wrong like it's gonna be bad like and i i just don't see how people don't see 
how it does because people are like it's a purity test you shouldn't people can have sex whoever they want i was like indeed they can but it always ends going wrong if it like there's a reason why people made that policy in a lot of campuses because they saw like it was just a a shit show Mm -hmm. when it like when it happened so that um was oh that people were mad about how people dealt with these accusations of social misconduct that this candidate had and i actually thought how it went was exactly how it should go in real life but people were mad that at, at any point people like questioned the candidate and i was like as they should like what are you talking they about definitely should like i was just like yeah like or that they even doubted that like he did anything wrong i was like there should be doubt like of course and you should investigate what happens. And I think it happened within four days, too. Like, it was actually pretty fast. Um, and people were like, okay, did he do this? The people critiqued how pe- the original story was reported, which I was like, fair. But it's like, okay, you need to be beyond because we need to see if this is true or not, right? Like, mm-hmm. we need to see what's going on with this. And they were, like, looking. And some people reserved their endorsement. They were like, I'm taking it back right now because we need to see what's happening. Because they're like, bitch, what did you do? Um... But, so, they did that, and there became investigations, and they actually ended up being, like, false. Like, I was like, if you had sex with students, you fucked up no matter what. Like, I I don't care. But it's like, there was no, like, uh, sexual assault or rape, which I actually never really thought was the debate, TBH. I was like, I don't think anyone believes he raped anyone, but whatever. Um, But... And it ended up being the other candidate and, like, the DNC in the... Or, like, not DNC, but the Democratic, like, mm-hmm. party in the area, like, actually, like, made up this plan to, like, discredit him. And, like, it was this whole thing. It was this whole thing. But I was like, pause. Yeah. You know why they were able to do it so quickly and people were, like, had to pause longer than they wanted to? Because you had sex with students. That's all I got to say. <laughs> this is why you don't do it. Because I was like, that's why people were, like wait, was it consensual? Was it not? Like, right? Like, people had to yeah. investigate it. Also, I didn't invest a ton of my time doing this because also I'm like, I got a life. But, and I'm not in like, I'm not, not voting for this area, guy. Yeah. yeah, like, I'm, I got a life. And so, people were mad that people were even remotely believing it. And I was like, what are you talking about? Bitch, I'm not a journalist. <laughs> like, I don't have time to invest in the like to try to figure this out and then people investigate like actual journalists investigative journalists and they're like okay this like story is like there's no basis we try to contact the victims they didn't want to talk to us they try to do we try to do and i was like okay then then he beyond sleeping with students he did nothing wrong that's all i guess yeah so that's all we know okay and so i was just like but also they but coming from that was the debate of like whether professors should have sex with students even no don't please don't this is why this situation happened i was like the answer is no based off this situation because i was like even if they're not also like bigger schools are okay like it's a little bit harder to do that i will say but like especially smaller schools bitch you don't know when you're gonna have that student ever in the future you don't know how it's gonna roll mm-hmm. also i was just thinking even if i didn't have the teacher or like if I knew a teacher was having sex with college students on campus, I'd be like, oh. I wouldn't want to be in that class. Yeah, I'd be like, mm, I'm not. Can I get out of here? So I just think, like, please don't do that. Like, I, th- there's a reason why that rule actually exists. Like, honestly, colleges would rather not have to be involved at all. <laughs> but I actually think they're just like, they made that to actually, honestly, probably protect the professor more than the student, to yeah, be no, fair. Yeah, good. 
like it's not like that rule especially is like it's really made for you like it's not made for the student so like please because that's because like at the end of the day i mean everyone is an adult but it's also like just the dynamics, the are, dynamics too, are too much it's too like you much. wouldn't sleep with your boss or some shit yeah i was like it's also i probably shouldn't do that right because it, the like legally sure nothing wrong with it but it's like it's don't not, do it just don't do it okay mom that was a little rant about that because i just felt like people were really acting like progressives did so wrong by like questioning whether he did something wrong or not and i was like no that's exactly how it should went and then people after the story the final story came out people put out their endorsements again for him and were like yeah i endorse this person um and that's how it should have gone i was like yeah that's exactly how in real life i want that to go um but i think people don't realize that's how it really does work in the real world but okay um because i think they were thinking this like fantasy of like will automatically just know if they didn't know it has to be investigated we'll figure something out and, and that's kind of how it should go it that's why it should go that way so like, i was like don't just automatically assume the woman's lying or whoever was else was involved was lying um and do a full investigation don't just make assumptions on the first time the story comes out you know yeah because i was like when it came out and we didn't know what happened i was like mm, i was gonna get that man money so maybe i need to question this um you i need step to step back for a minute and see what happens when full investigations don't happen that's when i get a little bit so i'm like mm, yeah something went down there that's not okay yeah exactly and i think there's a fullest investigation that could in this short period of time i mean the school's doing also its own investigation so we'll know fully like in a couple of months but it's just like i i think I trust the investigative journalist who did the story to have done a good story. Yeah. So, um, I trust that actually. Anything else to say before we end this? No, I think we covered a lot today. Yep. And honestly, so hope you enjoyed. This was I'm Woken Tired with Chelsea and Miranda. And we. Actually, after this, we are taking pictures for this Instagram because I'm... Are we really? I am not ready for that. Like, girl. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) we're just going to do short things. Like, maybe nature... Calm down. Calm down. But there will be... Yes, we are. Stop it. Yes, we are. Okay, anyway, I'm trying to finish this. I'm going to have to edit out. Um, Leave that in there. This is our dynamic, honestly. (laughs) Um... But yeah, so follow my Woken Tired on Instagram and um, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Anchor, follow us, give us good ratings, um, (laughs) subscribe, you know, all that stuff, all that stuff. Okay, I'm going to try to do like, us do like a video once or week week and a half but we'll see we're busy bitches so i don't really know anymore okay bye bye